Right, so it's just not cricket, or just is cricket, or it's cricket just is cricket. Cricket, with not me, Matthew. <laughs> ju- just it's just. Oh, it is just crick. What? It's me, Matthew, and again, it's Jamie. Hello, Jamie. You're right. You're right. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, so doing something a little bit different today in our third episode. It's time to refresh the <laughs> podcast genre. Um, currently, as we're recording, it is the third te- or second test match. And a third session between England and West Indies going on at the moment. Could end in a draw, could be dramatic. Who's to say? It's, you all know the result by the time you've listened to it, but I think it's going to be... We're going to do a little live reaction, well, recorded live reaction to what's happening in the game when we get to that. We apologise. Because um, <laughs> it's the most talked about game that's been happening maybe this week <laughs> in cricket. <laughs> and that's saying something. Yeah. But maybe not for the right reasons, but who's yeah. to say? Um, so we're going to quickly just blitz through some some crick news, I think, just to start off with. Um, first of all, I think very briefly, obviously Pakistan, Australia ended the draw. Babar Azam got a massive daddy hundred at the end. Um, but I think they mounted up about kind of 450 plus in their fourth innings of a game, which was nonsense, but somehow 149 all out in their first innings. Maybe just to make a game of it. Um, don't really have much to say on that one. I think it's a similar story to what we said last week, but that's, that's still nil-nil going into the third test. Any thoughts on that test? Now, well, somehow Pakistan made it interesting. They put a decent Yeah, as Pakistan run. normally do, yeah. Yeah, and then from basically nowhere, I think Lyon got two wickets in two balls and then made mm. it interesting the other way. Yeah. It went from yeah. Pakistan it, yeah, right. maybe possibly winning to Australia maybe possibly winning to just a yeah, draw. It could it could have been one of the great last days, couldn't it? But I just think there was a p- chance of like Rizwan and Baba when they were batting really well that they could have really potentially pushed on a bit um, and maybe put the pressure on to actually chase five hundred to win, which would have been you know quite something. But you know we didn't get to that, which is which is fine. Um, I guess you don't want to throw away the risk after you've batted so long, but at the same time it's. That series just kind of needed something, but it's kind of odd as well because Rizwan did kind of accelerate after Baba mm. got out, so he got to his hundred, yeah. So yeah, and I'm not sure why he went quicker when the draw was more likely. Yeah, but who's to say? I like this yeah. week with cricket and draws, my head is just. Yeah, in a, com- a lot of batting, a lot of people just having a stick. Oh, for sure. <laughs> a lot of nets. <laughs> um, so that was a draw. So I think the third <laughs> test is this Friday. What a dream. Um, maybe it won't be nil-nil after three games. That's great. Like, what a great test series that would be to return Australia to Pakistan. It's nil-nil three series draw. Great. Um, Can we call it three all it- just to make it more interesting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to give it some. Um but no, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to, you know, when that's a two-day test match next time. That'd be great. Um, Sri Lanka got rolled over again by um, India. Um, so that's, you know, what 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 is to be expected. Um, I think they didn't quite last three days again. Um, but on the grapevine of that, that's, that's when Silverwood's going to step in and potentially be coach of Sri Lanka. That was some breaking news today. It's obviously, Chris Silverwood, sacked by England after the atrocities of the Ashes, is now going to go to Sri Lanka's aid to be their head coach. What's your immediate reaction to that? Well, seeing how <laughs> Sri Lanka have done, they couldn't be getting a more apt coach for their <laughs> yeah. situation. <laughs> he knows the situations very well. He knows how to lose. Chris Silverwood and I think you know if you're going into a situation like that you don't want anyone else for sure I that's that's the only person that you could possibly want I reckon don't do it um, Shrek, don't do it <laughs> <laughs> I mean they put, up a, they put up a little fight by that mean I think um Kukaratne, who's the opener got 100 but that's that's about it <laughs> um which is a shame I, they do have a decent young squad with some potential maybe yeah maybe in time they'll come again um but the problem is we've been saying that they'll come again after like Sangakara and Jai Wardner and yeah. all these lot have retired mm-hmm. but that was about 10 years ago and it's like you can't just keep saying oh they lost a load of great players and a great generation of players all those teams lose it you know Australia lost it but they, they still find bats who come back and score 
tons. England don't do that, so you know England's probably not a good example. Mm. But like, um, teams just have to go through that generational phase, and you can't keep going back being like, oh, it's great when, when Sangakara was around or Jai Wardner, because you've got to move on, and you've got to try and find where the next talent's coming from. I know there's lots of other factors like franchising and T20 and stuff like that, and the state of Sri Lankan cricket, but. You know, if you can produce the likes of Jai Warden and Sangakara in, in Sri Lanka, then there's going to be others out there. And, you know, hopefully they can come again because you like to see Sri Lanka do well. And hopefully they actually find a decent coach to move them in the right direction and don't go for the first person they can find. Chris Eastwood. Can't wait to see that. Um, we've got... Um, at the moment, going currently going on, there's going to be a talked about ODI series currently at 1-1 between um, South Africa and Bangladesh. We talked about for the ages to come. Can you remember an ODI series that you can actually remember the scoreline of what actually happened? Or of any team? <laughs> of literally of any team. Okay. What was the most recent ODI series that you can remember the result of? Discounting South Africa and Bangladesh. Yeah. Oh, it, it's <laughs> it's really obvious actually. Uh-huh. All right, I've got some notes on it, so it's not that obvious, but it's stuck in my mind. Okay. Uh-huh. So after 1,057 days, after 18 straight defeats, Papua New Guinea have won an ODI game, <laughs> having beaten United Arab Emirates by six wickets. That's, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> you're you're wrapped to that series. <laughs> I mean, that I think that kind of game would stick in my mind more than just a random South Africa-Bangladesh series because it's two yeah. teams you're not familiar with. No. Like like during the T20 World Cup sort of pre-qualifiers, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, yeah. They were kind of a fun team to watch. For sure, yeah. So you've got that sort of mild fan base for them, if you can call I think so. it that. <laughs> Very mild. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a fun little game. Yeah, going on and they, so. it's nice for them to have gotten a win after so long yeah it, it, you've got to see these other teams actually have 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 a game and actually have a stick and actually you know yeah. if, if they're not going to play they're just always going to be like the minnows and underdogs aren't they so you just the more chances they get then good on them but um i can't say i was following that game um <laughs> but um yeah but fair enough but i but with this kind of shranka series not um, not Sri Lanka, what we're talking about, um, South Africa and uh, Bangladesh. <laughs> I've already forgotten the teams that were playing. <laughs> um, it, I think it's the more the controversy is going to be around the test matches because I mentioned to you earlier that um, a lot of the front-running players in that South Africa test team have now chosen to go to the IPL instead of playing that test those test matches against Bangladesh, which is just kind of a predicament of international cricket at the moment. Um what are your thoughts on that? I mean, for one, you've got to question the scheduling with the international bodies and the IPL mm. and just the general uh, national cricket boards. Can they not yeah. have like a certain period in the year set aside for certain tournaments so it doesn't clash with other forms of cricket? Because there's a lot of games that cricketers have to play just in a normal mm. non-covid taken into account time and i like the last ipl was a few months ago mm. I know. <laughs> it never ends is it it's always back it's yeah like it's yeah it's i mean our, our fans are gonna love us saying this but i just think it is it is a, it's a parasite of cricket isn't it because it, it always leeches away the players from the test teams for for this IPL, which is the franchising, it's, it's the you know probably the biggest cricket tournament in the world, um, draws in so much like revenue and you know money, but guaranteed there's not going to be anyone who supports you know England or Australia, New Zealand, West Indies who's going to really give a flying monkeys about what's happening in the IPL or who won it last time, or whatever. Like it's sometimes fun, like if there's a moment between you know maybe. Joffrey Archer is bowling at Johnny Best or something. You might have a look. <laughs> that might be interesting, but um, I it just it just there's no chance to really care. There's no you know they're introducing two new teams to this roster of the IPL this this time around. I'll imagine if you're an Indian fan, Indian sports have all these you know massive names and teams you can go and see is going to be phenomenal. 
but on a global scale who what why should we care about the ipl that's my controversial take for the day and like it's it's the same for why would indians or australians or whoever care about the fucking hundred or yeah yeah non-australians care about the big bash or the non-windians mm-hmm. care about the cpl it but you can always get you guarantee like i know the ashes was a complete write-off but most cricket fans casual or otherwise would have a look at that you know first game of the ashes what's happening in that you know see you know burns get knocked over first ball or they'd have a look at you know india winning in australia last year um those kind of big moments but i can't i just don't I just don't understand that. I can't get behind the hype. I don't understand the hype. I remember when it first came about and it was all just very silly all over the place and colourful pads and stuff. And now it's just rocketed into this massive juggernaut of money. But, oh well, Mark Wood can't go because he's injured as well, which is devastating for for luck now. (laughs) Good on you, Woody. I wonder what they could possibly do. (laughs) (laughs) But can you really blame the players for going? Absolutely not. Not Yeah, no, of course not. Like, I don't think you can, but, like, I still kind of lose a bit of respect for them choosing that. Mm. Like, if I can use like you look, yeah. an example yeah. close to my heart. <laughs> Go on. Last season, Cheltenham Town won <laughs> football's <laughs> League 2 title. Sure. And uh-huh. therefore earned promotion to League 1. Yeah. In, in the summer between the end of winning League 2 and starting League 1, we sold our club captain, Bentoza, to Wrexham, who are two divisions lower in the conference. Right. Re- Wrexham are the club that are owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney. Oh, I see. Sure, okay, yeah. Yeah, so he's dropped down like two levels to earn more to money rather than play yeah, sure. at a higher quality. And it's kind of a similar situation with Test Cricket and IPL. Like, Test Cricket will definitely be a higher quality. You'll be put through the rigours much more but ipl you get an extra few mil no yeah completely especially if you're coming from a team like south africa at the moment you know they're definitely going to earn more by going to play for a couple of weeks or say a couple of weeks probably like eight weeks in the ipl to earn a shed load of cash sometimes by not even playing just sitting on the sidelines um and you, you get to play with some of the greatest players in the world and you know full stadiums as opposed to you know an empty stadium in South Africa potentially between South Africa and Bangladesh, so you can you can understand it from a player's perspective, but that's mainly because of the way that Test cricket is being valued as a whole entity at the moment. I think definitely shown with the two, definitely the two series between England West Indies and Australia Pakistan. If those are the games that you're supposed to supposedly giving up millions of dollars to play for, you can you can get it, you can understand, but it's just a testament to see where the game is at the moment i think you know and i don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years time whether you know 50 over cricket will even be here will we have test matches between teams that aren't england new zealand australia and and india will we even to see measure games by overs or just how many balls (laughs) yeah yeah goodness knows so that's that's good food for thought um finally before we jump into just not cricket and then we come back with more cricket. <laughs> um, it's worth talking again about, uh, I think, only at the moment, the only competitive cricket going on at the moment, which we said last week, which is the Women's World Cup, um, which continues to have thriller after thriller. <laughs> so most notably last night, England women beat New Zealand women by one wicket. Um, New Zealand scored 203, and then England won by one wicket, getting 204, chasing that down. It's rain affected towards the end. They lost a cluster of wickets towards the end as well. Much drama. Um, and that means England now winning their last two. They have probably more than an outside chance of qualifying again now. I think they've got India as one of their last games, I think. Um, and potentially Bangladesh, who should pretty much roll over. Um so the current standings at the table, Australia have already qualified because, of course, they have. They've won five from five. Um, South Africa, four from four. West Indies doing well. They've won three from five. They're sitting in third. But then you've got India, England and New Zealand all sitting on four points. Um, but New Zealand have played one more game more, so they're probably out now. Um, so if England win the next two games, probably going through. Um 
but then also India. If India can win, then it's going to be quite close. But yeah, it's it's been a great little tournament so far. I say little tournament, it's a World Cup. But um, South Africa won by two wickets the other day against New Zealand. West Indies won by four runs against Bangladesh. Um, Bangladesh also beat Pakistan by nine runs. South Africa beat England by three wickets. It's like every single game is going right down to the wire and it's such a fantastic series to to, to watch really well when you can watch it because it's in New Zealand. Um, have you got any World Cup thoughts, Jamie? It's nice to see that the whole competition is competitive between the majority of the teams like I think sure. last week you were saying how it's between Australia and India and now it's looking yeah, as though India could open, yeah. easily drop out and it, you're looking at what one of Windy's India England New Zealand mm-hmm. to take two spots left and like West Indies and New Zealand's net run rate is worse than England's and India's so it's yeah, really sure. wide open for that. And like South Africa are becoming kind of a dark horse of it. Like you'd still say it's Australia's to lose, but Yeah, four from four, it's not yeah, not an easy do- especially with this tournament as well. It's smashing it, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Like if England don't get through to the semis, then bring on South Africa to win it now. Yeah, for sure. Um I did get it wrong. England's last two games are against Pakistan and Bangladesh. And as I mentioned, those are the teams at 7th and 8th at the moment. So they've got a real good chance to, you know, beat those two teams and then probably qualify because India have got Bangladesh um, and then... They've got South um, Africa, haven't they? India. Yeah, and then South Africa, who are obviously flying high at the moment. So it is wide open. I mean, obviously, Australia have already qualified and that's all done. Um, New Zealand hosts as well, so... Yeah. You can't really but, make I mean, them out. yeah. No, suppose not. I mean, they have played that one extra game. So you, that game last night between England and New Zealand, probably the loser of that is most likely not going to get through unless something remarkable happens. But I think that with England winning last night, that does give them a bit of shred of hope. You know, if you, that was a kind of must-win game last night. If they had lost that, that would have been curtains. And the way um, the way they won it as well kind of gives you a bit of momentum mm-hmm. for the next game. Yeah. So, yeah, just a real emotion and smashing through that. I mean... Um, I, a bit I managed to watch before I had to go to bed about around midnight was Kate Cross's spell where she got three for 35 um, completely turned the game wide in its head because they'd started really well 61 for none um, and then um, slipped to 133, 134 for three until 203 all out so yeah shout out to Kate Cross um, and then uh, Natsgiver got 61 which you know probably was the difference in the end um, but yeah um it's a great tournament, honestly. From that first game when West Indies clinched that first one to now, it's yeah, it's, it's great. It's just such a shame that it goes on right in the early hours of the morning. So it's it's kind of just waking up and seeing if they scrape through or not. Um, screw the men's game. Just have the women's on. Honestly, honestly, I mean, yeah. Because um, why why would you watch the current test matches over this? But we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, we let's do some quick predictions because I think by the time we next record it will be the qualifiers um, who who are you banking on to get through obviously Australia and South Africa I mean I might not have said Australia I no yeah Australia South Africa I think India and England yeah I mean that's, that's I mean West Indies could easily lose last two yeah so it's definitely between West Indies India and England battling for those last two spots it could come down to net run rate we, I don't know how net run rate is is calculated I don't think I'm ever going to know um, it's one of those we'll... brilliant pieces of little quirks of cricket it's in the <laughs> laws of the game <laughs> but what but, does it mean? but no one knows how it works <laughs> we don't see that um, so yeah we'll be following that for sure Um and yeah, go well in the women. Um, fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, that's the main cricket news. Apologies if we've missed your favourite bit of cricket news in the last week, but that's the main stuff that we've <laughs> seen and covered and read about. Um, so we're going to briefly jump into It's Just Not Cricket for all you non-cricket fans listening to the podcast. Um, I'll take it away to, to Jamie. I mean, who wants to talk about cricket anyway? We want to talk about this brilliant one-sheet Dungeons & Dragons RPG that I found (laughs) from 2019. Okay. 
it was interesting. It was released by a bloke called Grant Howitt on just on Twitter, just like spur of the moment kind of thing, I think. Okay. And I can give you like a thousand guesses. I don't think you'd ever guess what it's called. I don't think I'm ever going to guess what it's called. I would never. I was not anticipating a Dungeons and Dragons segment. Um, so I'll I will let you, without the drum roll, r- reveal what it was called. <laughs> right. It, it's called Goat Crashes. Goat Crashes. Yeah. So okay. The bio goes: You're a cheeky little goat, and you want to party. Problem is, the only party being held is is being held by humans who don't want goats to ruin it. Put to hell with them. You're going to get inside by any means necessary and have the best time. Of course. Goat crashes. I, I... <laughs> it's brilliant. I was listening to a Dungeons and Dragons podcast and mm. this came up and I was like, I need, need to, know. to share this so, with Cricket fan. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, sorry, you said... so. I think you just said, but you 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 play as a goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you, you and you've got to goat. get into this, and you, yeah. you want to get into this party where people don't like goats. Yep. That, yeah. I'm following, right? That's right. <laughs> okay. So you can be like one of six types of goat. Sure. <laughs> six. Uh huh. Yeah, six. And I'm trying to send you the thing. <laughs> one sec. That's fine. I'm, I'm waiting on tenterhooks. I mean, I, I've, I've not, I've, I say I've not played a lot of D and D, but I've been part of a D and D campaign for the last two, two years where everyone plays the bard, which is pretty wild in itself. But um, <laughs> imagine, I, I don't think. Imagine if you had a goat bard. Of course. Oh gosh, yes, you've just loaded it up. My God, wow! It's fantastic. It really is. You can be one of six goats: pygmy, who are known for their smallness. Yeah. Fancy, who are charming, mountain, who can climb, <laughs> big horned, who fight, <laughs> satanic for occultism, and fainting goats, who faint. What's the point of being a fainting goat? <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favourite goat thing to do? Eating stuff or just tasting it? Headbutts, standing on top of the stuff, making a mockery of physical barriers, running aloud, bleating loudly. Incredible. I mean, imagine Absolutely being the incredible. fainting goat, and your favourite thing to do is headbutts. It's my God. So I'm just, I'm just going through some of the pictures. At the bottom. There's one, a picture of a goat with a little um, hiding in a trench coat, which is good. One's got a lamp on his head, but there's also one, <laughs> one hanging from the ceiling. Um, oh, what are they called when you beat the thing hanging? It's got all the sweets in it. Oh, the piñata. Piñata. So that's that's got dark so quickly. So this goat's going to pretend to be a piñata. To get into this party. Christ. This is insane. It is fantastic though, isn't it? It's... it's... <laughs> I'm reading the chaos bit, because anyone who I've played Dungeons and Dragons with will know I, I, I love the chaos. Um, there's... So when you do something loud or disruptive, the G... The GM. No, sorry. Yeah. The GM. The GM. <laughs> the goat master. The G... <laughs> no... <laughs> this guy's not allowed. Sorry, so the GM, which is also a brand of cricket bat, in case you want to know, the GM <laughs> adds a dice or two to the chaos pool to reflect the party goers getting more suspicious about the encroaching goats. That's great. When the players do something sneaky, take a dice out and roll in the chaos pool. When a goat makes an action, the GM, I can't get a GM, rolls Ghost the master. pool and subtracts it. Okay. This inc- once per session, each goat can party hard and access the power of chaos. You oh say, my lord. You say that as though it's ridiculous. Party hard. The goats are ready to party hard. Have you never seen a goat party hard? Can't say I have. Well, Can't say I have. You're really missing out. Okay, what secretly... And then they've got all these different options. What secretly is going on at the party? They've crossed out alien plots to take control of the Earth and instead put tense mafia peace negotiations. Brackets much funnier. <laughs> and then you're just going to be a goat to try and get in. Um... You're not just a goat. You have to like try and like 
eat a cake or steal a goodie oh, bag. Of course. Yeah, I can see here. What do you want to do? You have to eat cake. You have to drink a load of fizzy wine. Hobnob with rich and famous as a goat, of course. That's going to be great. Dance with an heiress, which... Oh, God. Yeah, of course. It, it's... This is incredible. Isn't it just... I was why... not expecting this. Why do we even need to go back to England, West Indies? We should just do this. <laughs> Play a round of goat crashes. Absolutely. Shotgun GM. <laughs> Um, I love the intro as well Um, you're a cheeky little goat and you want to party problem is the only parties being held by humans don't want goats to ruin it but to hell with them all in caps you're going to get inside but any means necessary have the best time I'm 100% I would absolutely love to play this Um, massive shout out to the um, people who made this I think Grant in 2019 smashing it I would love to see this be played slash play this. It's it's incredible. It's literally the best thing I've come across this year. <laughs> I'll definitely. I'm absolutely making note of that. I'll hundred percent play that. But yeah, that's a great find. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> For all our Dungeons and Dragons listeners, which I know there are a few, so if you want to play, get some just not crick fans together. We'll play Goat Crashes. And not just our Dungeons and Dragons fans, our Goat fans as well. <laughs> <laughs> which I know there are a few. <laughs> incredible i love that and i also love that this feature is so varied we come from the batman in week one we talk about football in week two and now we're talking about goat crashing in dungeon dragons this week i think it's fantastic the, the funny thing is this was the only one of those three that i'd planned from before incredible. week one i was definitely going to do this one at what at some point i love that that's this has got to be done. This has this has to be talked about. This can't I'm, be absolutely. <laughs> this, uh, this can't be I'm, avoided. And I'm kind of sad I can't bring it up again. Maybe I will. Or maybe we'll play a version. Maybe we'll play a game a bit at one point, and then we one of our episodes can be about how it went and who did crash the goat party that well. It, it, maybe the party itself can be like a cricket match, and we have to like one goat has to get on to bat an over or something. <laughs> uh. I love that incredible um but that's amazing thank you for sharing great crashes i'm absolutely going to share that with everyone i know you're very welcome (laughs) thank you so much um so from one gm to no they're not batting with gm bats um (laughs) we're going to go live to uh western east of england um in barbados where i've just seen craig brathwaite um hit a four um maybe to move on to 50 yeah moves on to 53 um, of 157 balls probably takes his count in this game to over about 700 800 balls I think um, I've got a stat just to kick things off with um, which you know stats as Rob Keys uh, says stats are for Pratt's and you can probably um, see them in many different ways but we love a stat attack here um so in Brathwaite, Brathwaite got 150 in the first innings um, in this game of runs galore. England scored 500. West Indies got 400. We've set West Indies 270 up to win. They're currently 122 for five. Um, probably most likely going to be a draw. But in Brathwaite, when he got 150 in that first innings, there are 377 dot balls, um, which was more than the entire number of deliveries faced by six England top six batsmen in the Ashes. Isn't that fun? In total? In total, yeah. Oh my god. It does, I mean, the stat is, I, it, it says by six England top six batsmen, so it could be different six, they might not have played every game, um, but I think that's still a wild stat, isn't it? I mean, that's still, I would assume that still counts Ben Stokes, who did play every game. That's mental, we were so shit in the ashes. <laughs> yeah lest we forget what a great time that was what a great winter that was so much time spent watching that that was great i, I love that what a great christmas cheer <laughs> um so we've obviously alluded to it already on the podcast already a bit about how damning this is for test cricket this series um obviously i mean there's the argument that everyone was singing the praises of kind of root and stokes when they scored those hundreds and then got 500 in the first innings but then maybe people were saying it was more flat than well played Brathwaite in the in the in West Indies innings. Um, I've got a few issues with that because Brathwaite played brilliantly, and that's the determination and 
time to and patience to bat out that long is is incredible um but also the pitch shouldn't be this flat on days three four and five it should be giving you something um you should be more worried about the state of the game and maybe the reasons why they're preparing such flat wickets for for revenue rather than cricket um as Leach bowls probably his 600th over in this game. Um, what are your overall thoughts about this run fest? The, one of the most annoying things about Test cricket for me, if not the mm. most annoying, is that when one team posts a somewhat unassailable score like England did in the first innings, the team coming into bat next, their first thought is, we can't lose this, or mm. a draw is the best we can get out of it. Yeah. And like give still give credit to Rathway and Blackwood who's got a hundred as well. Yeah. Like fair play to them. You played well. But at no point in the West Indies innings was I thinking that they were batting to try and force a result. And it's it's difficult for them to do chasing five hundred. But you've still gotta mm. find a tactic, a game plan to try and win. And Counter to that, if you're England and West and you get West Indies out towards the end of day four, you've got a slim chance of forcing a result, but you've got yeah. a chance. So you can bring in mm-hmm. white ball batters like Bairstow, you can bring in Stokes to open the batting. At least at the very least you tell Crawley to bat with one of those two. And yeah, just sure. go hard and try and force a result. Because these five wickets have come in a fairly short span of time. So if England had yeah, gone harder, just, yeah. instead of yeah. playing a fucking Craig Brathwaite clone <laughs> in Alex yeah. Lees, yeah. it could have been a completely different game. This These five wickets could have come earlier in the day and they could have had longer to take the last five. Mm-hmm. But neither team has taken any initiative to try and win the game. Yeah. I don't think I mean, they were it, ever yeah. planning to. And it's just, it yeah. completely blows my mind that professional sportsmen aren't thinking how they can win a match. Yeah, I mean, what I felt about it was the last last week when we had a very similar situation, I think Root declared just before lunch to give him about 20 minutes before lunch. Um, which I think was pretty good. We talked about it last time. I think it's quite a good declaration. In that sense, I felt that they wanted to try and push for a win today. Obviously, I know there's rain around and stuff um, as De Silva hits one away for four. Um, but they declared over lunch so they didn't lose the two overs for the change of innings. But if they declared, you know, half an hour before lunch, you get another 15 minutes because, you know, West Indies are never going to be chasing down anything over 200 in this game they're going to be batting out for the draw whatever they don't want to risk going for it and then suddenly get all out after Brathway batting for ages first time round um, it's just yeah I, and I felt declaring over lunch and the lack of definitely the lack of initiative last night because um, even you don't even have to necessarily open with like Stokes and Bearstow but even with Lees just to see a bit more you know be a bit more proactive. I know I'm not a test. I can't ever be a test cricketer in my life, but just even to try and be looking, to try and get runs, and just keep rotating the strike. Try and get up to about eighty last night. So then you've already got a platform where you only potentially only have to bat an hour this morning, and then you get a bit more time in the morning session. But I think everyone's just been resigned with the pitch on this game that they just it's not going to do anything. And I think obviously Saki earlier bowled really well, but once that new ball's gone. That hardness is gone. It just becomes soft. It becomes a bit placid, and it's, it's not going to be happening. Um, and it's going to, unless something crazy happens, it's difficult to see anything other than nil-nil going to third test like Pakistan Australia. And I think it's just such a shame for Test cricket. And again, I mentioned briefly, it's probably mostly been done because um, the Barbados Cricket Association, whatever they're called, they want five days Test cricket because of the mass touring parties from England they'll get the most money from that if it goes five days um, it's just a shame I mean I saw a lot of people talking earlier in the cricket verse um, talking about how the World Chess Championship should probably um, grade points and stuff um, 
why not have home teams? So, so, so the, I think the overall argument is that if you're playing away, you should get more points for a draw than if you were just playing at home and get a draw, if that makes sense. So, like, you know, the home teams would then necessarily mean that they would have to create tracks that they can win on because if they get a draw, then they're going to get less points in the opposition um, because obviously it's going to be harder to try and win overseas. I mean, it probably could lead to one-day test matches in India and <laughs> massive green seamers in England. Um, but then you're valuing the, the draw more for, for an away team and obviously the home team wouldn't want that. And sure, that makes it a bit more competitive because otherwise you're just getting games like this where West Indies, the cricket board, well, I think West Indies and cricket board wanted quicker pitches, but I think it's the grounds that haven't wanted that. Um, you're getting revenue winning over over cricket and it's just a shame, isn't it? Especially for, you know, all the touring party for West Indies cricket, just everyone involved. I think it's just a shame overall. I mean, it would be perfect if they decided to just shake hands now and end it before the all the overs that are required to be bowled are bowled. It would be I, nice. Yeah, I think the issue I have with that grading system to make mm. away the draws more appealing to away sides is a draw shouldn't be appealing. No, the away no, sides should yeah. still be mm. winning. So the pitches should be made with the idea that there's going to be a result within five days. And if yeah. whoever gets that win, good on them, whoever. Yeah. And that's what is lacking from test cricket at the minute, unless you're in India playing Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, there's not been probably a closely contested test series since maybe India Australia last winter like you know Australia pitches you know what you're going to get it's going to be fast bouncy most likelihood you're going to get results in those pitches England's the same um but a lot of so I think South Africa personally I think is the best place to play cricket or watch cricket it's always played at such like a quick tempo there's something in it for everyone um I think it's just such such a great place to watch cricket um and I think it's usually quite even in South Africa as well um whilst you know places like Australia and India are probably more tailored towards those kind of sides but you've got places like West Indies and New Zealand and Pakistan where time and time again they just produce these roads to bat on and it's just who's who wants to go what to watch that and it's just you know it's it's just we we always lord over that test cricket is the greatest form of the game and when you have games like this, it's very difficult to try to explain to someone why you think that. Um, and that's why IPL keeps going back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No wonder some South African players want to go play IPL. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it goes back to earlier. Why would you want to play in a series like this? I mean, you probably do, because then you get some frigging... You probably get 100, don't you? So that's probably the reason. Um, are there any positives from this game? I mean, a few players got 100. I mean... Crawley got hundred. No, was it Crawley? Was that last game? So I can't Crawley even... got hundred in the first. Crawley got hundred in the first game, as did Root and Bearstow. It's see, it's all blurring into one. <laughs> yeah, it's one ten-day game, isn't it? Yeah, like who would you even say is man of the match for this game? I have to go with Mahmood. <laughs> like yeah. he's he's the only bowler, I think, who's ran in and actually made stuff happen. Why give it to someone like Brathway or Stoke? I mean, with Stoke's innings, at least there was an impetus in Stoke's innings. Like, he wanted to try and get the game to a position where, you know, they could try and force a result. Um, Brathway and Blackwood were, for one reason, though, which was draw the game, which is fine. If they really felt that they could not win in this game, and, you know, I don't think any team can win on this game with the pitch, that's fine. They played good innings, but you got 500 plays, 400. Um, the only reason England was six down in the second innings is because they went for it in a bit later, but, you know... Um, I think you got to give it to a bowler, and I think Mahmood's bowled really well. But Le- I mean, maybe Leach. Leach has got six wickets in the game. He bowled friggin' seventy overs in that first innings. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was thinking Stokes because of his quick hundred, and he's got a few mm-hmm. wickets as well. So I think he'll probably get it for the combined. Yeah, and we, probably would Brathwaite as well because he's got two hundred runs in the game, isn't he? So probably would go Brathwaite. Um, but I think in pitches like this, you have to reward bowlers more. If the bowler is able to get anything out of this, you've got to say GG's. 
you know, Leach getting six wickets in this game is going to do him the world of confidence going forward for sure. Um, on a pitch, has not really offered anything as well, to be honest. It so is strange. I it's, think Leach is the big tick in this game. Yeah, it is strange because a few of the bowlers have been bowling really light. Like like you said, Leach has been getting some spin with it. Mahmood's been getting movement. Mm. I think Fisher's bowled decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Permal, he's been doing all right for Wendy's as well. Yeah. Like, it's not been... The bowlers have been doing all right. It's just a small handful of them are. Yeah. And I, don't, I wouldn't even say the others are struggling. It's just they're not getting anything out of it. They just can't. Obviously, maybe, we've got... Sorry, go on. I said maybe one or two opening England bowlers are <laughs> a, a bit of a has-been now, but... Yeah. Who knows? I think... Yeah, I mean that's the top. I think that will be the main breach of topic on this game. Is this is this potentially certainly a way? Would this potentially be Wokes's last last game? Because you you go back to what Strauss said that it's an opportunity for guys to get new leadership responsibilities in the game without Broad and Anderson and you know to really develop their game. But when you're looking at a 33 year old who's not by any stretch of imagination played little away from home, he's played a lot away from home and he's never performed. What are you learning from him? in this series that you didn't already know. I mean, I'd, I'd love the conspiracy theory that Strauss knew this would happen, and it's, that means that they can ditch Wokes, and that's the that's the, that's the main thing, be like that. He, he knew this was going to happen. Here's the last hurrah. Off you, Mike. There you go. Point sealed and proven. That's it for Wokes. But... like, How can any of the bowlers that have been selected for this squad act as leaders in the bowling yeah. attack? Because they've had Jimmy and Broad leading them. Like, Wood and Wokes are both experienced test bowlers by now, but you wouldn't call them leaders because they've been bowling under two leaders themselves. So they've not Mm -hmm. had any experience or chance to do that role. I miss Joffre. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a good thing with Joffre was bowling in the lunchtime interval, which is something. Um, He's on his way back. Um... But even Joffre, I don't think Joffre would get that much out of the wickets. I think Broad and Anderson, from their experience of playing on these kind of wickets, probably would get something out of it. Um, you know, we played on a very similar wicket. I say we. England played on a very similar wicket in Sydney um, earlier in the year where that was a draw. And Broad got five wickets in that. Um, when a pitch really wasn't doing a lot. Very slow, not a great deal of bounce. Um the great players make things happen, you know, and I, you know, Anson wouldn't give a thing away, probably, probably would be more probing with that new ball. So you could potentially get West Indies two or three down early on. Um, and then that brings Leach more into the game. And I think, you know, it's, it's again, testament to the fact that it's not a good decision to leave them out, but I can't, I can't see Wokes and, Overton really pushing for selection come summer, especially given how well Mahmood's done. If Overton is selected for another squad, I I can't mm-hmm. deal with Overton yeah. being picked anymore. Yeah, no, not at all. Just you just, do, just... yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. He will be all right in the green seamer in England, but what else? I mean, it's it. Another good thing I would say is Lawrence has done. Lawrence been quite eye catching in this series. Um, few important wickets. Um. Runs a decent lick. Crawley's done pretty well. I guess the only concern is with those kind of techniques of Lawrence and Crawley, how well they'll do when it is moving around early May um, in England. But you've just got to come out and get the runs when you get them, really. And, you know, you'll get a few low scores when you're opening. So you'll get a bit of leeway with openers. So if Crawley gets some low scores, you've got to accept that for a while, at least. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who can score test hundreds. He scored two now, um, one at opening, one at three. Um, got a good forty as well. This is a guy who can play hundred percent. Why would you get rid of a guy who can obviously have the technique to succeed at this level? Um, people will harp back because he obviously only averaged eleven last year, which is no good. And he'll no, that's not good enough. But he'll be the damn better player for having gone through that lean patch to come back from that rather than just average 50 for the first two years and then fall from grace to have it early on to learn 
he'll be so much better for it. Just stick with stick with Crawley, for sure. Like, I'm still holding out hopes for Hamid as well. Like I know he didn't have a great Ashes, but his technique still looked really good down under. And you know yeah, who else? I mean... Who who actually batted well <laughs> in the Ashes? Well, that's a good point. But I mean, like what Lee, Lee's in this series? I mean, what what difference would Lee's have done? Oh, Hamid have done, which would have been different to Lee's in this series. What difference would Sibley have done? We've, They're we've all gone... very similar players, you know? Yeah, we've gone from Sibley to Sibley. Yeah. Just <laughs> from right hand to left hand. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got no... I mean, it's fair enough to give Lee's a go. I think Hamid probably needs a bit of a break after the Ashes because the way he was batting at the end, it just felt like he was gone mentally, which is fine. He can have a break, no problem. I think the way that he was reselected in the first place, which is great, we love Hamid. But that was just classic Silverwood planning that we've planned for this Ashes for four years. We're going to bring in Hamid with two games left of our English summer to then go open in the Ashes. It was just absolute carnage for him. Like, what can you expect him to do? Oh, Leach has just made him an absolute spit off the surface there. Whoa, whoa. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he was on hiding to nothing. So he either had to score bolts of runs in the Ashes or he was going to get a break away from the team. I think... It's a real tough ask for Hamid to come into the Ashes last year. And I hope he comes back again because um, I think he is, you know, incredibly talented and he's gone through that rough spell. But I hope he comes back again for sure. I'm on Team Hamid as well, definitely. Okay, Leach is coming in. Oh, it's a dot. <laughs> Only 3.1 overs, 3 overs left. Oh, you're two balls ahead. What could possibly be happening? <laughs> We're only 3.3 overs away. Hopefully if we next do a listen watch along kind of thing stuff might happen um <laughs> we, we, we won't see i mean i think we i think we could probably slowly start wrapping up because i can't see anything happening i imagine they might shake hands in a minute um, i don't know i don't know there's a lot that can happen from three overs oh that's true well, last little thing um at the end of last week when we bowled right to the end did you see carlos um was it Carlos Brathwaite? Yeah, I think I it think was. So. Yeah, who was annoyed that they bowled it right to the end. He said it was insulting to the West Indies. Um, and that if England were playing in Australia or in India or something, they would have shaken hands earlier. What do you think about that? There's no chance, if that was Australia bowling to England in the Nash's <laughs> test, they'd have bowled right to the last ball. If anything, it's disrespectful to offer the handshake earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I, yeah. I think Carlos just wanted Wendy's to get the draw and be done with that that's test. Yeah, like, no, I agree, yeah, for sure. Um he's just trying to spark something out of nothing, wasn't he, really? I mean, you you're playing cricket to win. Like you especially West Indies have history of being a team that can just fold and fall apart. So why wouldn't you try and like take it right to the last man? Makes no sense to me why you wouldn't. Um, Is this the same Carlos Brathwaite that's only played like two or three test matches? It's true. Yeah, I mean, and he's I, he's also so a guy who's got a wealth of knowledge. Hit four of sixes at the end of the World Twenty Twenty off Stokes, so he took that right to the end. So like, <laughs> he's the complete. He's the epitome of like, right to the very last end. You're gonna try and give it a go, like yeah. Okay, so roots in. You know it's going nowhere when one of the last three overs is being bowled by Joe Root. Yeah, getting a bit of turn out of the wicket though. Bit bit glad it's doing something now on the end of day five. <laughs> I mean, we've had to wait four days <laughs> and like For eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Get one here, lads. <laughs> One brings two. I mean, if we <gasps> had two spinners, it could have been looking a lot more interesting. So, yeah, I think we'll finish on just selections for the next game, and then I think we'll call it a day because we're not going to get five wickets in five years, let alone two overs. Um, so what what changes would you make for the last test? Uh, Robinson's fit again, so I think him in for Wokes is pretty yeah. sound. Uh, I don't want to see Overton... Ever again. <laughs> I don't I don't think the batting lineup's gonna change at all, so Batting lineup says them, yeah, that'll be absolutely the same. You know, one I to would, seven, that won't change. I would love to see 
Parkinson come in and us play with two spinners, especially if it's another pitch like this. That isn't. Yeah, I think you have to. I think you can't. Yeah, you can't go in again with just. Oh great! Now to bring out a light meter. Wouldn't it be great if this game ends because of bad light? I would love. I would absolutely love that. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, you need to. I think you have to have um, Parkinson play because even if it's going to be a draw, at least then you get a chance for him to have a game. Like, I don't think you should just give out test caps willy nilly. But you look at how well Fisher and Mahmood have played in this game. You've got these new fresh players. Give them a go, you know, and a leg spinner makes stuff happen. Um, got a, he might you've not... got a lot of right-handed West Indies batsmen throughout exactly. their lineup as well. You've got a left yeah. arm off spinner, right arm leg spinner. Yeah, yeah, give it a go. Just give it a go. Why not? Um, so I would bring in Parkinson for probably, probably Fisher, um, and then Robinson for Wokes, I reckon. Um, so then you can have Robinson and Mahmood with Newball. Um, they got obviously Stokes as well. You got the two spinners. Um, I think it gives you a little bit more. Um, and you know Robinson's score runs on these wickets. It's not like you're missing anything with Wokes not being in the game. Um, but it won't do that. Overton will, oh, Robinson will come in. But yeah, I don't really have much more to say. I've got 1.4 overs remaining. I can't see them getting any more wickets in this game. So. I, do you want to call it a day? I would love to call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully they call it a day in a test match. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for, for listening, as per usual. Um, leave a like, smash like, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we'll see you next time, hopefully with some exciting test cricket, though we can't count on that. Um, I don't think... Test matches, crickets, wickets are made like that anymore. But we we'll, we will see. We might be surprised. Um, Jamie, any last words from from you? <laughs> go, uh, go play goat crashes. Yes, go play goat crashes. Um, go find your local GM and <laughs> and go play some goat crashing. Be a goat. <laughs> goat. <laughs>